Hey family, what's up? This is Coach Cookie, your life and relationship coach. How's it going? Hope everyone is doing well today. If this is your first time listening in, thank you so much for joining me today. If you like what you hear, please give the podcast a like, comment, and don't forget to share with your family or friends. To all my regular listeners out there, welcome back. And I want you to know that you're greatly appreciated. Here at Rising Higher, I'm going to give you some snippets for success to not only help you to survive, but to help you thrive. Now, today's episode, I want to talk about how to stop giving your personal power away to the narcissist. Yes, we need to stop giving our personal power away to the narcissist. But before we do that, let's talk about the high points from last week's episode called What is Narcissistic Supply? Now, in this episode, I talked about how the narcissist was emotionally damaged between the ages of three and seven years old. And as a result, they're not connected with their inner self because their egos tell them that their inner self is worthless. It's not good enough and it's not acceptable. The narcissist then creates this this, uh, false self, which is dependent on gaining and validations, such as getting attention that confirms that he or she really exists. And we all know today that this is called supply. This validation temporarily relieves the narcissist's emotional and psychological pain that the narcissist is consistently tortured with through his superego. Now, if this sounds interesting and you would like to learn more about this, please check out the entire episode. Again, it's called, What is Narcissistic Supply? Now, today on Cookie's Commentary, I want to bring up our emotions and how we deal with anger in a relationship. And I will be focusing on relationships with significant others, such as husbands and wives, girlfriends or boyfriends. But keep in mind, how we handle our emotions with angry people could pertain to anyone that we're dealing with on a daily basis, such as our family members, our bosses, our friends. All the situations are going to be handled pretty much the same. So I thought this would be a great topic to bring up and talk about today because this is a big focus right now in a lot of my sessions. So let's say that we are dealing with a spouse that has an attitude and is angry. We all know that having someone who is constantly angry and in a bad mood or is always negative can make the relationship toxic. This impacts our mood, our emotions, and it can be draining. Now, keep in mind that just because you have an angry spouse or an angry partner or friend does not mean that this person is a narcissist. All it means is that this is a toxic behavior. Uh, There's a big difference. But it's important to know how to handle negative moods and know how to deal with them effectively so it will benefit the relationship to make it as healthy as possible. Now, the biggest thing to remember is when your spouse gets moody, angry, or upset, to not get upset with them and get into an argument that means absolutely nothing. Don't try to save them by taking on their frustrations and their emotions. Focus on your own emotions and keep them in check. Remember, you're not responsible for for your partner's mood. This is a clear form of manipulation from your partner to try to suck you into the drama so they can get their needs met from someone else. A lot of anger stems from individuals not knowing how to handle their behaviors. And as a result, they're dependent on someone else to take the blame and to do all the work for them. Don't do that. It's time that your partner steps up and take on their own responsibility for their own actions. If you step in and you try to help them all the time, 
you're not doing anything but enabling them and they will never learn how to deal with their own problems and they will keep the same moody ugly behavior remember we can't change anyone we can only change or control how we deal with the situation you need to step back and allow the moody partner to deal with their own mood and become responsible enough to express their feelings in a mature adult manner. Okay, so coach, I get it. So how do we do that? You need to be able to put up an emotional boundary and tell your partner calmly. It looks like you're having a bad day or it looks like you're not in the best mood right now. When you calm down, we can talk about what's bothering you. Then walk away. Don't say another word. Don't get into a pity party. Don't get into an argument. Ignore the name calling. Keep your word and do what you said that you're going to do. In other words, stay strong. Keep your emotional boundaries because this is how your partner is going to understand. I'm not going to put up with this anger any longer. In reality, that is what you're really saying without actually saying it. This is going to force your partner to sit down and deal with their own emotions, their own problems. Eventually, they will get the message and they will come to you in a respectful manner, ready to have an adult conversation about what's bothering them. Now, I know that partners may take turns with this process. And one time, it may be the wife that's angry and another time, it may be the husband that's angry. Whoever may be the victim at that time in the relationship. It doesn't make a difference. Just remember to put up your emotional boundaries. Whoever is the victim of the verbal abuse, when you're uh, when you have your emotional boundaries up, you don't argue back with your partner, and you stay in control of your emotions. You are actually being an, an example and and teaching your partner what you want them to become. The process may take longer for some than others. Just be patient. Don't worry about it. The shift will gradually occur. For any of my listeners out there going through any problems dealing with toxic partners, go to my website at risinghigherlife.com and go to my calendar to make an appointment for a one-on-one free consultation to find out if you could benefit from one-on-one coaching. Okay, today on Keeping It Real. You know, now this is my favorite part of the show. I get to go to my email or I get to look in the comments and I get to answer any of the questions that my listeners may have that they want me to answer. So today I have a question and it comes from Mark and he says, Hey Coach Cookie, this is Mark from Ohio. First off, let me say that I love your show and it has truly been a blessing to me during my healing journey while dealing with narcissistic abuse. I left my narcissistic girlfriend about three months ago, but I can't stop thinking about her. It has gotten to the point where it is really stressing me out and I'm not sure why. Coach, what does this mean and what should I do? Okay, Mark, let me start off by saying that you're not crazy. And this is very common in the beginning stages of your healing journey. But I know right now in your mind, you have got to be saying to yourself, why am I thinking about a person who was so abusive toward me and then discarded me. This is a natural process, especially when you go no contact after leaving the narcissist. There will be those moments you question your decision and if you overacted, stay strong. No, you didn't make a mistake. No, you didn't overreact. This is how the beginning of your healing process looks after you're no longer with the narcissist. Remember, when you break up with a narcissist, this is not a normal breakup. 
the main reason why the narcissist picked you for a target was that you had so much empathy and you would be accommodating for what they wanted to do and they knew they could use you to cause a trauma bond. Now, the trauma bond is created when the narcissist torments you through gaslighting, rage, uh, relentless abuse, the mind games, and the projections over a long period of time. But at times when they think they may lose you or you may be pulling away from them, they go back to the love bombing stage or what some people call the idealization stage. Now, during this stage, the narcissist is going to mirror back everything that you desire in a partner and making you believe this is the best experience that you have had with anyone in a relationship. In your mind, you think over and over again, where has this person been all my life? Then the love bombing stage ends when they feel comfortable enough to think that they have control over you again. This stage of abuse and torment is called the devaluation stage. Now, this roller coaster ride of the good times and then the bad times is a form of emotional abuse that is unhealthy, toxic, and addictive. Now, during a portion of this process, our bodies release a chemical in the brain called dopamine that leads to the feeling of excitement called euphoria. Now, this high feels amazing and you would do anything to get back to that original high. So you don't realize it, but it creates an, at an attachment where you become dependent on the narcissist for validation. So when you break up with the narcissist, this is why you constantly think about them all the time and you keep thinking that you can't function without them. It's sad to say, but it's like a drug addict and you crave the good times and the future faking that kept you in the game for so long, but never materialized. In reality, you don't miss the narcissist, but your body craves the dramatic roller coaster ride that had you involved in. I know in my personal experience, I remember how I felt when I left the narcissist in my last relationship and could only remember the good times. And when I tried to fight thinking about the good times, I would get this severe pain in my, my, my head that was so bad that I had to hold my head and scream. The pain was that severe and I started thinking I was crazy or losing my mind. It was like there was a war going on in my mind that was trying to rule by some demonic spirit. I remember not knowing what to do or what to say. I would start screaming out the name of Jesus over and over again. I would walk around my home crying, trying to remember why I left this person because my mind would only focus on the good times. Thankfully, after six weeks in my healing journey, slowly my thoughts were much clearer and I started remembering the bad things that the narcissist took me through. So what I did was I started writing down those thoughts and I would post them all up around my home. Sometimes I would even make a video as to what they did um, to help remind me what this person did and why I left this person in the first place. It's a really good idea to do something similar to this to remind yourself why you're no longer with this with the narcissist and why you don't want to go back to them. This is really important because you're going to want to destroy those brainwashed thoughts that the narcissist has programmed in your mind so you won't be tempted to go back to them. Remember, the narcissist is not going to change and they are a product of their childhood and this is the only way they know how to interact with another person. It is very difficult to heal from this type of abuse, so it may take several months. Just remember, you can't put a time frame on it. 
work on yourself and learn the value of yourself so you won't be dragged in this type of relationship again. If any of my listeners out there are being tormented and having a difficult time with getting over the narcissist so you can stop thinking about them, we may need to talk. Go to my website, risinghigherlife.com, and schedule a one-hour free consultation to determine if you could benefit from one-on-one coaching. Mark, thanks for such a great question, and I hope this helped you let you know why you keep thinking about the narcissist. Okay, so now let's get into the main topic of the day. Now, I did a review recently in a few of my coaching sessions working on the inner self. And a lot of people in this session believe that their survival relies on other people's approval. People are hurt from narcissistic abuse many times because they said yes and they handed all their personal power over to the narcissist. A A lot of these people who have gone through narcissistic abuse. They understand and they know what they are dealing with, but they keep getting back in the same type of abusive relationships. For the most part, these clients had problems because everyday people in their lives didn't approve or didn't provide any feedback that made them feel valued in their childhood. This is why as adults, it's hard to let go of the narcissist. So today, let's look at some common beliefs that have been passed down to us through society programming or family generational modeling so you can have a clear picture while you keep handing your power over to these toxic people in your life. Then I want to discuss what you, uh, what you need to do in order uh, for you to stop giving all of your power away. Now... The first belief is that we have been made to believe that if I shine, then people would target me to take my light or tear me down. This painful, fearful belief means that we are scared of speaking up and laying healthy boundaries when needed. This is how we tend to attract everything that we're trying to guard ourselves against. Another belief is that we have been programmed to believe that we are unworthy and We are emotionally defective, which in turn causes us to think we are never enough or worth and our our worth is only found in how others see us or approve us to be. This causes us to try to seek personal power from outside of ourselves rather than being the generator of it from within and finding it within ourselves. Another common belief is that I'm not good enough to make it, uh, to make my life happen. Yes, when you have a loss, all of your power, we feel small, incapable, and dependent. This thinking limits us from expanding, learning, growing, and express who we are. Rather than align with people in situations that will empower us, we tend to gravitate towards people in situations who want to gain power by controlling us. It's important to understand that these extensions are simply a reflection of how we really feel about ourselves and our life. These are some of the main beliefs that victims experience during their childhood trauma. And some of the beliefs still haunt them during their childhood. That some of the the beliefs that that, um, that they held in their childhood is still haunting them during their adulthood. These beliefs uh, have us brainwashed to believe that it's not healthy. It's arrogant and selfish to have our own personal power. And as a result, we may, we're made to feel guilty 
and being manipulated and controlled by others. This clearly takes away and discourages the right to walk our own paths or to have our own preferences in life. In essence, we hand over our power because we depend on others to decide our preferences and choices for us, even if they're not right, even if they're not in alignment with our own values or what we desire for ourselves. Or we may hand over our power because we feel afraid of things such as being alone or becoming reliant on other people to validate our worth for us instead of us taking time to do it ourselves. This is why we struggle with confirming, accepting, and a following through with self-love. Let me say that one more time because that's a big deal. This is why we struggle with confirming, accepting, and following through with self-love. It's true. Just think about what I'm saying. For far too long, we have been living a reduced version of ourselves and we know what it and we know what it feels like to be stripped into the darkest, deepest depths of losing all of our own power while going through abuse by narcissistic, by, by narcissists. When the narcissist has control over our mind, which in sense reflects having all of our power, you know what the old folks used to say, if the enemy has your mind, he has the entire person. Anyway, when the narcissist has control over your mind, you feel trapped and that you have no way out. This is a common feeling while in the relationship and well after relationship has ended. Believe it or not, but our program beliefs are not only responsible for why we had handed our power over and been abused, but also why we have struggled to claim ourselves after the abuse. This is why I want to touch on this negative generational belief because it's important to understand what we have been dealing with so we can raise our consciousness when it comes to narcissistic abuse and to be aware that everything and everyone in our life that is hurting us is showing us an aspect of ourselves that we refuse to acknowledge that has been damaged. Yes, 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 yes. It's time for us to take responsibility and recognize that the battle that we are up against is not a war against narcissism, but you are battling some hurt and pain from your inner wounds that need to be healed. When we address these inner wounds, it raises our awareness uh, or our own consciousness. It raises your understanding so you will have the ability to self-reflect and do the serious deep inner work. Once you do that, you will start to learn why this happened and what you need to do where it won't happen again. Yes, you do deserve yes, you do deserve better. So take the bull by the horns and step up and start this new journey called life so you can shift your mindset to be free from the emotional trauma and set strong healthy boundaries. Yes, yes, yes. It's game over with the narcissist because this is the beginning stages of what it looks like when you take your power back. I pray that something on this show resonates with someone today. For those of you who may be struggling with getting your power back, we may need to talk. Go to my website, risinghigherlife.com, and set up an appointment for a free one-hour consultation to determine if you would benefit from one-on-one coaching. You will learn how to set goals to help you claim back your true power. If no one has told you today, I love you all. I'm sending you all a big hug. This is Coach Cookie reminding you to love yourself first as we rise higher together. 
Be blessed and I'll talk to you soon.